0: Oh, wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. Uh, this is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. Uh, I minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church right here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your presenter of Drive Time every Tuesday and Wednesday, normally, uh, but today, of course, is Friday. And uh, our good friend, our good mate uh, Nick, he's unable to be with us uh, today. Uh, so he approached me and he said, uh, "Pastor Gary, can you possibly uh, take my place?" So uh, I, uh, I, I'm here uh, as your as your host at the end of this uh, very beautiful uh, week. And uh, what a week it has it, it has right. been. Uh, now, now, uh, this week, um, uh, we've been following the theme contemporary Israel and ancient prophecies. Is there a link? Uh, now, uh, we, we've, Dealt so much uh, has been uh, occurring uh, uh, this week, so many questions. And, of course, the reason we're actually dealing with this uh, particular subject is because uh, um, certainly we've become aware that in the religious press there is a multitude uh, of, of articles as a result of the Israel-Gaza conflict uh, where people are asking, uh, are, uh, does this have something to do with Christianity and Israel? Uh, what was God purpose for Israel uh, and uh, you know is the temple uh, going to be rebuilt in Jerusalem all those types of questions uh, now look this week we've been trying to dig into uh, this particular issue it is really key for the times in which we're living and uh, today we're actually going to be dealing uh, with the question is Jerusalem s- uh, special for Christians today now uh, that's a real uh, a real beauty and uh, we've actually got a, a, a fantastic speaker here to uh, help us uh, out on this one. But look, folks, if you'd like to comment, if you'd like to ask a question, uh, why don't you actually do that? You're most welcome to do that. And uh, our text number, sorry we can't talk to you directly. Unfortunately, there's only two of us here in the uh, in the studio. Uh, but if you'd like to text us, you can do that by texting us on 04888 808 11 04. 04- Triple eight. 80811 and, uh, any questions, any comments that you've got, we'd love to actually be able to hear, uh, hear from you. Even if you just simply want to say, Hey, it's great to hear, uh, Christian radio, uh, from up in, you know, the other day we had, uh, somebody from Broome, uh, c- come in. Wow. We've had, uh, uh, we've had people from Queensland, uh, text us, uh, text us in. We're here in Adelaide, of course. And uh, if you'd like to text us in, we'd love to actually hear from you. Uh, now, look, to guide us through our discussion today, we're actually joined by Pastor Brenton uh, Wilkinson. Now, uh, Brenton has, uh, is a, a pastor who's just recently uh, moved into retirement after pastoring most recently uh, in the southeastern corner of, uh, of South Australia. Welcome to you, Brenton.
1: Thank you, Gary. It's a pleasure to be here in retirement. is spelt with a Y. Rather, than an eye.
0: <laughs> Indeed, and In your case, it is. You know, in my because case,
1: it is. Yes, I,
0: I, we, yes. We've actually got you preaching over at my church uh, tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. Uh, because I actually have. Uh, I am really uh, looking forward to tomorrow because uh, we're actually going to be uh, my family and uh, my my daughter's uh, church. I'm actually going to my daughter's uh, church here in uh, here in Adelaide, and we're going to be uh, dedicating uh, my Uh, my grandson and uh, I am really looking forward to to that that's something uh, really really special it's
1: very special Gary yeah we had that a few weeks ago with our grandson where we attended uh, his dedication yeah Mm.
0: yeah yeah no look that's very uh, very very beautiful Um, but look um, uh, be. Let's come to our, our World Watch uh, segment Very because uh, one, this, one. The, yeah, this is a really interesting little article that I that I picked up. But once again, off the Christian Headlines site, and it's a site that I would actually recommend you actually have a look at because it does uh, say, uh, say so much. It tells you so much about what's happening in the yes. religious world at this particular point in time. But this particular article just jumped out at me, and uh, I, I sort of thought this is one article I do have to share uh, with our good people people on Faith FM drive time For sure. and uh, this uh, this article was entitled Alarming Poll it's another poll, it's an American poll an alarming poll reveals members of both parties, that's the Republican and the Democrats in America <laughs> question democracy and favour violence, now uh, when I read that I thought oh no surely not I mean uh, you know I mean uh, certainly you might have uh, disagreements with the, uh, with the person in the op- opposing party but uh, they actually favour violence. Now this is what the conclusions of this particular survey uh, were. A significant percentage of Americans from both parties say they favour violence to stop the political opposition and that democracy is so broken that the nation should explore alternative forms of government according to a new survey. Now the poll of more than 2,000 adults by the Center for Politics at the University of Virginia found that 41% of Biden supporters and 38% of Trump supporters agree that members of the other party have become so extreme in what they want uh, that uh, it is acceptable to use violence to stop them from achieving their goals. Now, when I read that, I thought that is huge. You yeah, know, from- that is really interesting. We're not going to have another
1: American Civil War, are we?
0: Aye. <laughs> well, that's a <laughs> that's a really that a one really sixty
1: one really to sixty five. I'm asking myself the question. What what this tells me, Gary, is that there's there's a paucity of intellectual debate that will allow uh, the governing party or whoever has the most votes to put through their agenda. It seems to me that a lot of politics today, both in America and here in Australia, has degenerated into name-calling.
0: Personality politics. Personality personality politics.
1: Outright humiliating of people. Yeah. Um, when when this when I see this, this, uh, type th- of this thing, article, just yeah. just hang on a moment, no, Brendan, no, no, because
0: no, I'm no, going to come right. back to you in just a moment. But I just like to just finish off this article because to me, I think it actually really says something about you know. our society today. You know. Similarly. of Biden supporters and 31% of Trump supporters say they believe that the ends justify the means and that any action taken by my preferred political party is acceptable if it achieves our goals. The distrust in the other party is so high Mm. that many in the US want to end what's called the American experiment. A total of 24% of Biden uh, supporters and 31% of Trump supporters uh, agree with the statement that democracy is no longer viable as a system and America should explore alternative forms of government to ensure stability and progress. Should be a few red flags there. I a few, a few. It keeps going. A poll, a poll analysis noted that a stunning number of Americans uh, endorse policies that could challenge the U.S. Constitution. We stand on the precipice, is one of their conclusions. We stand on the precipice of a developing emergency, said Larry Sabatko, director of the Center for Politics uh, at. Uh, uh, at uh, the University of, of Virginia. Uh, dislike of the other side combined with a persuasion pers- Evasive disregard yeah. of the fundamental freedoms contained in the US constitutional uh propose uh, poses a grave threat. If these sentiments go unchecked and grow, our nation uh, could face a disastrous division. Now, uh, you've mentioned, hey, you know, it's another American Civil War on the head. You know, I mean when you read a material like this you sort of turn around and say, Well, you know, could it uh could it be? But Brenton, look, the question that i I suppose I'm I'm most interested in, you know, um, you know, is is there something in our society? You know, our society seems to be coming more uh, polarised, and the extre- so. the extremes are becoming more extreme. You know, I mean, they're also getting more airplay than ever. Mm. That uh, and that's
1: true, particularly through social media. Mm particularly through social media.
0: So what do you... I mean, you've started sharing, but what do you make of this particular article? And, you know, what is it saying uh, to us as, you know, part of the Christian church? It's
1: extremely troubling. It also fits in very much with... um, what Second Timothy 3 verses 1 to 5 say, where Paul talks about in the last days perilous times will come. Men will be lovers of themselves rather than lovers of God. He lists a whole heap of things. One of them is, <laughs> to use a modern translation, is people will be um, hot-headed. <laughs> They'll mm-hmm. be vengeful. All mm-hmm. of the characteristics, if I was to take the time to read those uh criteria i think there's about 15 of them that he that he uh, mentions there and he says you shouldn't be surprised at these things because these are signs of the last day let me add something in regard to what we've just been through here in australia we have had a referendum last weekend which in my lifetime is the most divisive that mm-hmm. i have seen mm-hmm. i'm not going to comment uh, on whether yes is right or no is right All I know is that David Penbeth, he wrote a very interesting column in the Advertiser today. For anybody who listens from South Australia or anybody who can go online, please have a look at the article that David has written. Now, David doesn't profess to be a Christian. As far as I know, I think he's an atheist. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) he says some interesting things. He went to a a polling booth last Saturday, and he was met by a no-campaigner who was spouting Various threats about what would happen if we voted yes, mm. we would be divided as a society, our mm. land would be taken off of mm. us, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. Now he said whilst he didn 't agree with the sentiments, he said it got so bad that the police had to come along in the afternoon and remove this person. Mm-hmm. But the yes campaign he said uh, worried him even more. The woman said that those who voted no. Are people basically who I would describe as intellectual illiterates. In
0: other words, In they, other words this was someone who was commenting supporting the Yes campaign. Yes,
1: against those who chose to support yes. the No campaign, yeah. which as it turns out is nearly 61% of us. Yeah. Now, what's interesting there is she is actually speaking down to the majority of Australians who voted no mm. and saying that they need better education. If they were better advocated, they would have voted yes. But yeah. because their intelligence, intelligent, she, she actually said to him that there should be an intelligence test conducted <laughs> on people before they go to the polls. Well, you know what? The Yes campaign, they don't shoot themselves in the foot. They shoot themselves in both feet. And yeah, I'm not suggesting yeah. as to whether I voted yes or no. My my brief is not to get into this, but when you trivialise opposition that doesn't agree with you, it tells me that you don't have any valid arguments to put.
0: In other words, you're saying, what, what you're saying. And that's
1: what's happening here in the United States. They have reached a point where they cannot decide on where to from here. Because they neither of them seem to be able to produce some decent intellectual arguments as to why we should do this or why we should do that. And there seems to be no focus, Gary, on what is best for the country.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that applies here the same as it applies over there, as yeah.
0: far as I'm concerned. Yeah. 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 To, to me, I'm, I'm actually amazed that while the world is going through, a, I believe, a very significant crisis at yes. this particular yes, point in is. time, mm. uh, the American uh, uh, parliament, the uh, uh, Congress, is bound up uh, arguing who's going to be the leader of the, uh, of the Congress. Yeah. I, I, I find that uh, very... And how many rounds did the last guy go before he <laughs> exactly. got Exactly. 15
1: rounds before it... he actually got to be Speaker, and then they kicked him out.
0: <laughs> you know, Brenton. One of the things I uh, you did quote that uh, that verse, but I, I think it is actually so relevant for today. Oh, it is. Uh, but know this, uh, and uh, I do have my Bible here. It is open. Second Timothy chapter three. Uh, but know this: then the last days perilous times will come. You know, to me, the thing that I'm actually amazed about is that the apostle uh, uh, Paul has uh, is a, an apostle who's able to say that in his lifetime he was uh, he was flogged three or four times. He was shipwrecked twice. He was stoned twice. Uh, he was I think. stoned yeah. a, a couple mm. of times. Uh, you know, as so I look at his life and the Roman uh, world that he lived in, I would have said that he lived in perilous times. And yet, a person with that sort of background can turn around and say. And say the things to, he's saying. He's saying yeah. what he can say in the no. last days. In the peri- last days. Not no. in his days. No, the last but days. But in the last days. Perilous times will come for men, as men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, displays, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers oh. of God. And then, to me, I think verse five is just so it's, important. It's very relevant. Uh, it's just it? important in our current world. Having a form of Godliness, but denying the power. Do you know? Uh, increasingly, what I am seeing in our world is a form of godliness, and, and it's certainly true right through Christianity, uh, where there is a is form of godliness America? that's it's impacting America, it's mm-hmm. impacting uh, this country. This country. Uh, if ever there is a time to actually come back to God, uh, so that the uh, so that the Holy Spirit can actually change a person's heart, uh, it's actually it's actually right now. But of okay. course, you know, as I go into biblical prophecy uh, things are going to continue in this particular direction because I personally believe uh, these are huge signs that Jesus is coming again
1: Will uh, my question or comment would be this will America continue to go down this path till we eventually end up with for want of a better uh, word an autocracy
0: yeah yeah,
1: yeah. And and certainly if you... Can you imagine Vladimir Putin and Xi sitting back laughing their heads off yeah. if America continues to go down this path yeah, and re- yeah. reaches a point where they say democracy is not working so therefore we must try something else. Okay, you'll do what we tell you to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, talk, talking down to people and using force, uh, the military, uh, the police to mm. enforce what we think you should do. Mm. These these are signs that the Bible predicted, but the good news is that we know that the Prince of Peace is going to come along and put an end to all of this. Yeah. And that's yeah. something that we need to look forward to. I think as Christians right around Australia, we need to be thankful for the freedoms we still have. Yes, yes. Uh, because we haven't reached this stage yet,
0: but... Um, but to actually use those freedoms to the to benefit the the yeah, forwarding of the, the gospel is actually so to, yeah. so important. You Guys, look, let's come to some music. of opportunity. I'm just really conscious that uh, our time is starting to get away from us. Uh, City of Light, and uh, this is uh, yet not I, but through Christ in me. It's a great uh, piece. Please enjoy uh, this particular uh, this particular item. <laughs> Uh, city of light uh, yet not I but uh, Christ uh, in me and now folks look we do have a, a giveaway a book uh, for uh, uh, for today now uh, this is a, a real a little a little beauty this is uh, uh, Stuart Tyner chosen by grace uh, you know this is uh, uh, this is one book that I'm just I'm just so conscious uh, has uh, has impacted the lives of so many people do you know it Brenton? Uh, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay.
1: I, I can't really give a testimonially on it, but, um, it, it's a good
0: book. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, this is a, this is a real little beauty. Um, you, I, I believe you'll greatly appreciate this book. Stuart Tyner, chosen by, uh, chosen by Grace. And look, if you would like to to pick up this free, uh, giveaway, uh, then all you need to do is to text us. Now, our studio text number is 04888 Eight oh eight eleven. That's O four triple eight. Eight oh eight eleven. And all you need to do is put in your text uh, just today's code. Now the code is SA one four zero. That's a uh, five digits in a row. SA one four zero. No gap between the SA and the one four zero because this will just simply go through to our uh, our robot, our computer, and uh, their robot will come back to you, ask you just a uh, a few. A few questions, uh, so that we can get this book to you in the fastest uh, way possible. Uh, that uh, that number again is uh, 04888 80811 and that code is SA one forty. The book is chosen by grace. Uh, love the theme of this book. You'll love uh, what uh, Stuart Tyner does actually uh, does actually share. Uh, now, folks, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q and A with uh, Pastor Gary. And to guide us through our discussion uh, today, we're actually guided by Pastor... Brenton, uh, Brenton Wilkinson, and this week we've been having a uh, a really a great look uh, at this whole subject of Israel. You know, Israel. right now uh, the thing that I'm just so conscious of is that uh, because of the uh, Israeli uh, Gaza uh, conflict that is occurring, if you go into the religious press, uh, what you can find is a multitude of articles uh, where Christian authors are asking the question: Is this some harbinger of the? Uh, of the future are we seeing uh the end time starting to accelerate that's even true. even more um and uh, and of course uh, that's led us to ask a, a number a number of questions you know uh things uh things like um you know i mean god's purpose for israel we've asked earlier in the week is it irrevocable. And one of the things we did actually discover in that study uh, was that uh God's purposes for Israel are certainly uh clearly stated as as blessings, but there are also significant curses there. The blessings and the curses were actually conditional on Israel's response yes. uh to the offerings of God. Uh mm-hmm. and and that's something that uh, so many articles uh don't don't actually point out. Uh on Wednesday, uh we we looked at this uh, issue of uh, uh who's inherited the promises of Israel today. And as we dug into the New Testament, uh we looked at uh, particularly the apostle Paul and uh, he was abundantly clear that the Christian church has actually become spiritual Israel and it's actually picked up those who are faithful within the Christian church are actually picking up the promises that were given uh, to uh, to ancient ancient Israel uh, and then of course uh, yesterday we looked at that uh, question that is so uh, is so much out there uh, will the temple in Jerusalem uh, be rebuilt now that uh, that was a really significant uh, um discussion now look if you want to get more into that discussion, please just go back. You can go back onto our app, and you can actually replay that program. You'll love uh, you'll yeah. love that particular podcast. But today, uh, what we're wanting to ask is: uh, Jerusalem, is it special for Christians today? Now, uh, Brenton, this is uh, this brings together the this entire theme for the for the week. So, Jerusalem, is it special for the church today? I think
1: there needs to be a little bit of background to this, Gary. The answer is yes, it is special, and I'll explain why as we go along. First of all, let's look at the historical aspects of Jerusalem. To many Christians today, Jerusalem is the place to be. You've been there, Gary, and I've been there. (coughs) Uh, I must admit (coughs) that... uh, My time in Israel was, to put it mildly, a little bit underwhelming. Most of the Israelis that I met were secular. Uh, The guide that we had that took us around to many of the uh, so-called holy places in the Holy Land was a secular um, Israeli, and it was quite obvious that he didn't really believe any of the things that he was sharing with us. Uh, I think in order to understand, is Israel, uh, is Jerusalem today special? We need to have a look at what Jesus said just before he was crucified, in fact, not long before. I'm referring to Matthew 23, verses 37 onwards. Then Jesus expressed his longing for his people, saying, "Oh Jerusalem, how much I care about you, even if you have killed the prophets. I long to protect you from what is coming, just as a mother hen protects her chicks and covers them with her wings. But you were too proud and indifferent to listen. Soon your temple will be emptied of God's presence. Uh, other versions, as you know, say, Behold, your house is left to you desolate. I think
0: that's the King and James Version. And this is versions. Jesus on his way to Calvary. This is Jesus on his way
1: to Calvary saying, Soon your temple is going to be, be le- left to you Desolate Desolate. or, as some versions say, desolate's not in all the versions. They say abandoned. But if I say to you desolate or abandoned, is your house desolate or is your house abandoned? Mm. How would you understand me?
0: I mean, to me, it would be very clear. It's effectively the same same thing. thing.
1: Anyway, back to to this. Um, He then says, you won't see me henceforth till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. I found that particularly poignant because we know that at Christ's death, the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom and the way into the most holy place was opened. No, there was no ark there. The ark had been removed back when uh, Nebuchadnezzar invaded Judea and surrounded Jerusalem and burnt the temple in 586 BC. Just prior to that, (coughs) we believe some good men secreted the ark, and the ark has never been discovered again despite various... Just let me pick up on that, seen.
0: because I think you make an important point there. When Jesus sure. was on the cross, what we actually have is, uh, certainly in the New Testament, in the, uh, in the record of Christ's uh, uh, Christ's death. What you find is, is the story of uh, uh, of something that occurred in the temple at the same time as yes. Jesus was being crucified. Yes. And of course, the significant thing about that is that it, uh, what the the scriptures uh, share with us is that the uh, the the curtain in the temple that was about as thick as a uh, a man's a man's hand yeah, was it right. uh, was actually ripped, ripped from, top from, to, from to, to top to mm. bottom, yes. uh, supernaturally, because you can't actually rip. A curtain from top to bottom very, uh, very easily. And, uh, it used to
1: take about 30 priests to carry it, I believe, or something like that. It yeah. was pretty heavy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yes, that, that, that I, I think that indicates to us today that um, God's glory had departed from there. But let's go a little bit further. If we go over to the book of Acts, we find the longest sermon recorded in the book of Acts. And no, it's not Paul. And no, it's not Peter on the day of Pentecost.
0: It's Stephen. Okay. That's the longest sermon in the, in That's the, the New Testament. It's the longest t- okay, sermon okay.
1: according to my research. And what's interesting, Gary, we were talking off here about this, is <coughs> Stephen gives them a recitation of their history. Mm. But he gets to a point where he says this, and I found this interesting because it it fits in fairly well. Uh, in verse 48, I'm reading from Acts chapter 7. We all know that the Most High God can't be confined to a building or to just one place. As Isaiah the prophet speaking for God said, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What temple can you build for me that will hold me? What place is there that can confine me? Do I need buildings of wood or stone in which to rest? Haven't I created everything that exists? I think that's interesting because back in John chapter 4, when he's talking to the woman at the well, he says to her, she said, you Jews say that Jerusalem is the place to worship and Mm -hmm. us Samaritans say Mount Gerizim. And he says to her, basically, woman, it doesn't matter where you choose to worship because the time is coming where it won't matter whether it's at Jerusalem or in Mount Gerizim. The Father wants those to worship him, to worship him in spirit and in truth. I think he's prefiguring the fact that the glory is departing from the temple. This, If you tie this in with Matthew 23, behold, your house is left to you desolate, the tearing of the the curtain from top to bottom, Mm -hmm. all of these things, but but he goes on. (laughs) I'm going to read it as quickly as possible. He says this, um, How stiff-necked and stubborn can you be? I'll quote it for, for benefit. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised yeah, in heart yeah, and ears. Yeah. Which of the prophets did your fathers not persecute and kill? This is what Stephen is saying. This is what he's saying to the Sanhedrin, the leaders of the Jewish nation. And you betrayed and murdered the just one. Mm. You. Who received the law from angels and have not kept it. Mm. Notice, uh, folk, those of you who are listening around Australia, this is vitally important. There is no call to repentance here, as there was in Acts chapter 2, when when, um, Peter said to them, you betrayed and killed the, the just one. You, you basically.
0: Let me pick the up on this with you, actually, Brent, <laughs> yeah. because I'm conscious that what you're making here, I think, is a very vital point, uh, and yet uh, it's something that it's it's actually very easy I'm to miss. To make it as yeah, simple as yeah, yeah. Possible for people in Acts chapter two, what we find is Peter preached his Day of Pentecost sermon, yes. a very beautiful uh, sermon. But he climaxes that particular sermon uh, with a uh, a call to the Jewish people because they have said men and brethren, what shall we do? do. There is a call to repentance, uh, repentance, to come back to Jesus Christ. Mm. And, of course, with the call to repentance, you get a call uh, also uh, to, uh, you know, when a person is... A person repents God is able to bless once again mm. but of course they never returned about three and a half years later what actually takes place is that Stephen yes. is one of the, the first deacons mm. starts to uh, starts to preach the gospel he gets hauled in the in front of the authorities and this is what he preaches saying. the longest sermon in the uh, entire New Testament but significantly tell us again how he climaxes that sermon he
1: climaxes it by saying you neck and uncircumcised in heart and ears. Which of the prophets have your fathers not killed? He's he's basically saying you are following in the footsteps of your fathers. Yeah. That's what he's saying. And then he says you who have received the law from angels and have not kept it. First point there is no call for repentance. Thank Second point What's their response? It says they were cut to the heart, depending on which version of the scriptures you read. On the day of Pentecost, when Peter told them that they had been responsible for Christ's death, it says they were cut to the heart. Here, it says they were cut to the heart. It is using the same terminology. Mm. In the first event, men and brethren, what shall we do? In the second event, it says they gnashed their teeth at him. And covering their ears. And they went and stoned him. And yelling at the top of their voices, they stoned him. Now, before he died, he said, Lo, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Mm. Now, Jesus himself said before the uh, Sanhedrin, he said, henceforth you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of God. Mm. Here, Stephen is saying, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Is the significance there? It's been interpreted several different ways, but I believe the significance here is that in standing, judgment is taking place mm. because we find a comparison text in Daniel 12. Verse one, where it says, At that time, Michael the prince shall stand up.
0: Yeah. Now, what happens?
1: And there will be a time
0: of trouble such as never was. In other words, time is up. And it's really, it's really interesting that immediately after Stephen's death, uh, you actually get the, the next story, I think, there is the call of the Apostle Peter. Yes. Uh, And the Apostle Peter, uh, uh, the Apostle Paul, Paul. of course, the Apostle Paul, he's commissioning is to go... To the Gentiles, mm. Paul is regard. Paul is known as the Apostle to the Gentiles. He is sent out with a very definite uh, purpose. Uh, it's as though at that point there is a break uh, that happens. You know, the Jewish nation has, at that point, uh, come to the They've termination their rights. of their probation. Mm. They've no longer got yeah. probation, and the Apostle Paul is called, and the Gentiles um, are are allowed to uh, to receive the gospel.
1: You're quite right there. But let me read you a couple of texts from Corinthians so that we can identify who the temple is in the New Testament. Then we'll have a look at the book of Hebrews. I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 3, and I'm reading verse 16. Don't you know that as a congregation you are a living temple of God because the Holy Spirit lives among you? Now, I'm reading it at what's called a paraphrase. However, most versions of the Bible, for those who are listening to this um, broadcast, if you look it up, it says, don't you know that you are the temple of the living God?
2: Mm.
1: Now, Second Corinthians 6.16 says basically the same thing. The temple of the living God in the New Testament is not a building in old Jerusalem. And yes, I've been to the Wailing Wall you probably have to do mm-hmm. the Western Wall. Do you know that they, they put their prayers, they write their prayers and yep. stick them yep. in the cracks in the yep. rocks? The day I was there, unfortunately it was very windy and then it started to rain and all these prayers were blowing out of the, mm-hmm. the rocks and onto the ground and I thought to myself, should I put them back? And I thought, no, I better leave them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> here you find that Israel as a nation has been judged. Romans 10 and 11 make it abundantly clear, and as we discussed earlier in the week, abundantly clear that individual Jews still have the offer of salvation. Absolutely. Paul Paul talks about wild olive branches being grafted into Mm, the tree. mm. The wild olive branches are you and I. Mm. The Gentiles, those of us who have not descended from Abraham, biologically yeah. or genealogically, so yeah. I think it's very important to understand those things because Paul frequently and Peter does too. Uh, let me turn to First Peter chapter two and verse nine. This is an
0: important. Uh, this this is, is an important, an important passage.
1: Because, this one. This is because it backs up. Exodus 19, verse 6. Exodus 19, verse 6 stated uh, where God was talking to Moses prior, note, guys, prior to the Ten Commandments being given on yeah, Mount Sinai. Yeah. Prior to that, you will be to me a kingdom of priests mm. and a holy people. What does uh, Peter say in First Peter chapter 2 and verse 9? I'm going to get to it. But you are a special kind of people, a royal priesthood, Mm. a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who has called you out. And he's talking here to the Christian church. He's talking to the Christian church. The literal promises made in Exodus chapter 9, 19 verse 6. To literal Israel are now being fulfilled.
0: Because you to, are a special people. Mm, you are a holy nation, uh, uh, one who has been called, we are kings and ambassadors is how both uh, Peter uh, and, and Paul. And Paul see it. Describe he, us.
1: Yes, they, they, they do see it that way, Gary. And I think that should give for our listeners <laughs> great hope, yeah. because we are God's special
0: people. Yeah, he's called us, Brenton. Let's leave it at that point at the moment. Let's come to yep. some music. This is Randy well, Travis, continue on. and uh, we certainly will when, as soon as we return. This is Randy Travis, uh, "Jerusalem's Cry." Uh, please, uh, please enjoy this uh, uh, this particular uh, rendition. I believe you'll love it.
3: The storm on the right.
0: Uh, Randy, uh, Travis, uh, Jerusalem's uh, Cry, and that's uh, exactly what we've been talking about uh, today. Uh, now, guys, I looked at, please don't forget that uh, giveaway book. Uh, our giveaway today is entitled Chosen by Grace. What a beautiful title that really is. Uh, God's People, Chosen by grace to live by grace eternally. And this is written by uh, Stuart Tyner. Uh, if you want a, a wonderful devotional book, this is, uh, this is that, uh, that book. Uh, and if you would like your own copy of Chosen by Grace, all you need to do is to text us. Now, our studio text number again is 04888-80811. 4888 80811 and, uh, the code for today is SA140. Uh, SA140, just five digits in a row. Uh, just send that. That'll, uh, our robot will, uh, come back to you and, uh, ask you a few questions so that we can get this book to you in the, uh, in the fastest, uh, fastest way possible. Uh, Now, folks, uh, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A with Pastor Gary. And guiding us through our discussion today is uh, uh, Pastor Brenton Wilkinson. And this week we've been following the theme, Contemporary Israel and Ancient Prophecies. Is there a link? And uh, uh, today we're asking, is Jerusalem special for Christians today? Um, Brenton, bring it all together for us. I'll do my best. <laughs> if we go to Hebrews chapter
1: 12, after the uh, writer of Hebrews, who we believe to be, have been Paul, although there's no um, hard and fast evidence of that, whoever wrote the book of Hebrews obviously knew Hebrew history well. He talks about uh, Mount Sinai, he talks about very things, various other things. But when you get to Hebrews 12 and verse 22, he, he says this. Today, we're no longer standing at the foot of Mount Sinai, but the foot of Mount Zion, the heavenly mountain. You've come to the heavenly Jerusalem, the city of the living God, where thousands of angels joyfully and happily come into God's presence. So <clears throat> the focus for Christians in the New Testament is not the old city of Jerusalem, Gary. It's the heavenly Jerusalem. That is backed up very uh, ably by Hebrews chapter 11, where we're told that Abraham considered himself, even though he lived in the land of promise, he considered that that was he was just a refugee. He was a pilgrim. He was a pilgrim, and his focus was on the heavenly Jerusalem. Mm. Mm. I believe today, and I would like to make an appeal to those who are listening to our broadcast today, think in terms of the heavenly Jerusalem. The city of Jerusalem in Israel today is not our home. It is not the place we should be focusing our attention on. We should be focusing our attention, I believe, on the heavenly Jerusalem, our true home, because that's where our loving Heavenly Father and where Jesus are waiting for us. And
0: so that's, that's pretty important. Can we just dig into that just a little I bit more? What, what yep. do you actually mean by the heavenly Jerusalem? I mean, what, I mean, what are you meaning by that? Well, we find the answer in Revelation 21,
1: and I'm going to go over to it right now and just share two verses, verse yeah. 12 and verse 14. I realize time is against us as usual. From where I was, I could look down on the city and see that it had a massive wall around it with 12 gates and an angel at each gate. Above each gate was inscribed the name of one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, it's interesting, Gary, when you look at that, you need to go back to Revelation 7 and see uh, when it talks about the 144,000. Maybe that's a subject for another day. But when you look at the 144,000 and you look at the 12 tribes mentioned there, two tribes are missing, the tribe of Dan, and the tribe of Ephraim. Uh Replacing one of them is the tribe of Joseph. Uh So Manasseh makes it, uh, Ephraim doesn't, and neither does Dan. Why? I believe the reason for that, and most Bible commentators tend to agree on this, the reason why those two are missing, because they were the two tribes predominantly who led Israel into idolatry. And, of Mm. course, that started the whole downward Mm. spiral Mm. for the Jewish nation. But here you find... And uh, that the new Jerusalem that comes down from God out of heaven, as mentioned in chapter 21 and earlier on, you find that uh, on the 12, the names of the 12 tribes are written on the gates, but then the city and its walls rested on 12 foundation stones, it says, each one having the name of one of the 12 apostles of the Lamb inscribed on it. What do we learn from that? I believe we learn this. Both the Old Testament and the New Testament, are represented here. Mm. The gates represent the 12 tribes mentioned in the Old Testament. The foundations represent the apostles. So what do we learn? We learn that those before the cross and those after the cross
0: are all going to be found in the new Jerusalem. I I think this is an important Mm. emphasis that you're actually making here because, uh, and just to read that passage again, uh, John of course you know, and to me the beautiful he thing about vision, the word yeah. of God is that what we find is in the first three chapters of the Bible we get the picture of uh, the fall of humanity the last two chapters in the Bible we get we the do. picture of a new heaven and a and new, a new earth, earth being painted yes. and uh, at the very beginning of that Revelation chapter 21 I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away we're going to see re-see creation occurring again there was no more sea and I John saw the holy city the new Jerusalem here it is uh, he but says is it coming, from? coming down out of heaven prepared God. as a bride uh, for her husband mm. and I heard a loud voice from heaven uh, you know to me uh, this has actually been the focus uh, certainly if you look at Hebrews chapter 11 what yes. you find yes. is right through history the focus of the faithful has been on uh, that which is to come never um, on the literal never on the it? literal mm. but rather uh, that which has been promised, because yes. they were children yes. of promise. promise. Uh, you know, I I love uh, that uh, that particular it's, picture. It's,
1: they're, they're they're wonderful pictures, Gary. Absolutely wonderful
0: pictures. Yeah. Look, uh, look, Brenton. We we are coming very close to the yeah. uh, to the end of our uh, end of our time. Look, I'm just wondering if we can actually um, maybe finish with a. Uh, would you like to pray uh, at uh, at this point um, for for our listeners, particularly any I, who have got needs? I can needs. do that.
1: I, I just wonder whether you can spare half a minute mm-hmm. for me just to address an issue that was looked at earlier in the week. Uh, regarding the rebuilding of the third temple. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Is it possible? I believe it is possible. But let me put a couple of questions out there to our listeners to think about. If it is rebuilt and the temple services start again and we have a high priest who's offering sacrifices, what does that say about Christ's sacrifice on Galvary back in AD 31? What does it say about the once for all Sacrifice. That's was it, very was powerful. It, was it in vain?
0: That's very powerful.
1: Or was the Messiah false and we're still looking for the real Messiah? Mm. In other words, have we for the last 1900 years plus um, found ourselves in a deluded situation where we think we're saved by grace through faith when we're still waiting for the real Messiah? Yeah. I believe they're questions that we should ponder.
0: I think I think it's a, an excellent way to finish. Mm. Thank you so let's, much for that, please, uh, Brent. Let's, let's pray. pray together. Father in heaven, I just want
1: to say thank you that your sacrifice for me personally and for Gary and for each of our listeners right around Australia this afternoon was not in vain. Christ died once. His blood is efficacious for each of us and one day soon. We will see him face to face, not in an earthly Jerusalem, but in the new New Jerusalem. We will meet him face to face. We will see the nail prints in his hands and feet. And we will know that we are saved by grace through faith, that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. What a powerful message. We thank you that you have done more than enough to save us. I pray, Lord, for those who are listening around Australia right now. Speak to their hearts by your Holy Spirit. Help us to realise that our focus should not be on an earthly, literal Jerusalem, an earthly, literal Israel. Important as that may be from a historical perspective, our focus should be on the heavenly Jerusalem, the one where we will meet Jesus and God the Father. And one day we will be with him forever. I pray, Lord, that people listening today will have made that decision in their hearts as we close this program
0: today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brenton. Well, folks, it really, uh, thank you so much for joining uh, Pastor Gary and Pastor Brenton Wilkinson on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us uh, next week when uh, uh, Pastor Will and uh, Pastor Brenton are going to commence okay. a brand new week uh, <laughs> with a brand new theme, and they're going to be looking at the question, how compatible is Christianity with Halloween? And, of course, this is a question that's... that's an interesting uh, one, yes. This is one that's <laughs> coming up where Halloweens are just a little bit away, and so uh, we want to talk about that, uh, that question.
1: And the history goes back a lot further than many people think. Many people think, think yeah.
0: Mm. Really look forward uh, to your being with us then. But until tomorrow, until next week, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God abundantly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.